Hello, I'm Eric Olson with SmartPot, the original fabric growing container. Welcome back to the Growing Revolution Smart Podcast. And our guest this week is Jasm Bastaki. He was on with us in season one. And he contacted me recently because he's very concerned about the decline in overall health that he's seeing in his patients uh, in his day job. And uh, he is in Kuwait. Uh, by the way, and he wanted to talk about how uh, the COVID lockdowns have negative affected, negatively affected our overall health and how we might be able to recover from those negative uh, impacts. So, Jasm, good to see you and welcome back to the podcast. Good to see you too, Eric, and I'm so happy to be back. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, of Thanks course. For, for well, uh, in, in season two, I was really hoping to get more into kind of like issues uh, episodes and, you know, more kind of in-depth in topics. And I, I feel like this is a great uh, topic to talk about because it talks about, you know, gardening, health, you know, all the things that we're kind of advocates for. Uh, you and me both. So uh, this should be a, a good interview. Um, so could you please refresh folks on what you do in the medical field and what you're seeing? All right. Uh, so a lot of you guys know me to be part of Sustainable Organic Kuwait, uh, uh, an organic agriculture company. Uh, we source all that you need to, to get growing, either at home or in the farm. And if you're going towards the, the organic living soil type uh, growing uh, with more regenerative earth, regenerative practices, uh, what I actually do uh, in, in the medical field, I am a pathologist. Um, and a lot of people know that a pathologist is stuck in the lab looking in, under the microscope at very, very, very tiny things and tissue. But on top of being in the lab, I'm also in the clinic. Uh, I hate saying this. <laughs> But uh, kind of what I do in the clinic and, and with also with the, with the lab work correlating the two is very similar to the, the show House MD, if you're familiar with that show. Uh, except that the cases that I see and the patients that present to me have diseases or issues or lesions or even more systemic diseases but manifestations in the head and neck region. Um, and dude more recently I'm, I'm seeing things that really uh, robbed me from my sleep at night i'm seeing uh, i'm seeing an increase in the number of um, chronic diseases immunologic diseases autoimmune diseases and also cancers i'm seeing an increase in number i'm seeing increase in the complexity uh, and i'm definitely definitely seeing a pattern that does not fit any of the textbooks we studied to come into this field. So basically, uh, disease is just doing its own thing right now. And, um, and, I, and I got to thinking, I, I spent plenty of time, because I'm not paying attention to what's happening in the world with all the chaos and COVID and Trump and all of this, I was really trying to pay attention and, and think about why this is happening. Um, I feel I, I feel there are so many factors as to why this is happening, but uh, there are specific factors, let's say influenced by the drastic 
lifestyle change that we all had because of COVID. COVID came and policies uh, made us stuck at home. We had to be masked. We had to constantly disinfect ourselves. We had to isolate ourselves and distance ourselves from uh, from other humans and, and other creatures and, and the outer world, which means we also distance ourselves from all the natural and healthy probiotics that we're supposed to uptake into our systems uh, on daily basis. We lose these probiotics because of our lifestyle, what we eat, what we drink, what we smoke, how we sleep, how we wake up, how we live our day. Uh, now, being stuck at home, masking ourselves, uh, constantly disinfecting ourselves, we had a decline in, in, the, in the number of probiotics that we're uptaking. And then you add to that our lifestyle and what we eat and what we do uh, is very detrimental to the whatever natural probiotics we have in our bodies because we got them from our mothers or because we had a nice hike at the forest or something. Uh, that's naturally declining, plus you isolate yourself and then you get a t total decline. Now here's the issue. Uh, we know that our genetic material, which dictates who we are and how our function, how our bodies function, uh, is also augmented by the tens and tens of folds of the genetic material of all these probiotics living on us. So, for example, for example, if I have 10 million genes, for example, just a number out there, because of the probiotics on me. I probably have a hundred million or maybe more than that genes that can be used for me to function. If I lose, if I lose these uh, microbes that live on me, I also lose the function that they provide for me. Um, that's one issue. Uh, another issue is uh, uh, habitually. Uh, I'm sorry. Even before before getting to this. The, the amount of stress, the amount of stress that we lived, all the changes, it, it, it took a big toll on our mind. And, and, and you know, this is the command center for the rest of the body. This controls your hormones. It controls everything. It's, just, it's not just your happiness and your sadness and your cravings. It controls every, everything. If you have a dysfunction here, because your mind is just racing, thinking about all that you're worried about, then that dysfunction is also going to reflect in your immunity, it's going to reflect in, in the way you digest your food. So we're seeing a lot of people unable to digest food. We're seeing people that are thinner than me, but they have diabetes symptoms. Uh, everything that we're seeing is just... Uh, for somebody who's aware, somebody who's paying attention to what's happening, it tells you that, that, that the future is really scary. If we don't, if we don't do something about this, it's only going to get worse. Where where we start seeing malignancies in our children, and scary enough, I'm already seeing this. That the malignancies that I used to get in really, really, really older people, now I'm getting in teenagers, people that are in their twenties and early thirties, and that's that's really scary. Yeah. Now leave that aside. What happened here because of the stress associated with COVID? 
uh, the isolation and, and the disinfection and all this and how it affected our probiotics, our diet, our diet changed tremendously during COVID. We were, we were ordering food left and right. Instead of cooking healthy food, we were ordering food left and right. Now, a lot of people already had this lifestyle. They're, they're living in an urban uh, life setting, super busy, working in downtown, getting out of work, grabbing a pizza here. That's fine. But there was also physical activity associating with this, associated with this bad food. Now, during COVID, there was no physical activity. A lot of people were stuck at home for, for, for months, unable to, unable to move. Uh, so all of this, all of this, let, let's call it drastic lifestyle change that happened because of COVID, it was too fast and too complex for our epigenetics to take care of it. What's, uh, for, for those who don't know what epigenetics uh, is, say you have, again, same example, say you have 10 million genes. Not all of them are functional. Not all of them are expressed and making proteins and making enzymes. A lot of them are hidden, uh, suppressed, and they resurface uh, due to environmental triggers, due to external forces that call for these genes to resurface. Now, if these changes happen so drastically, your body's not going to keep up with this. It's going to be too difficult. Now, this is, this is too simplified, but the process is a lot more complex than this. Uh, now, here is, here is the worst. Two years of a lot of stress. Now, uh, the lockdown is over. People are able to, to get out and mix with each other. Unfortunately, Eric, what we're seeing, behaviorally speaking, a lot of people are seeking satisfaction and self-fulfillment and feeling better. Now, remember, two years of a lot of stress, two years of lack of love, lack of, lack of affection, lack of human communication, and even like the mere physical touch. Hey, how you doing? High five or fist bump. Even that was, was rare for a lot of people. Unfortunately, when people got out, uh, behaviorally speaking, we're seeing a lot of bad behavior associated with, with bad sexual activities that we're seeing resurface of a lot of diseases that we're not used to seeing. This is not just in Kuwait. This is also in the United States. And I have colleagues in, uh, in the States. We're all discussing this. But we're seeing a surge, a surge in the syphilis cases. Wow. Now, we don't hear about syphilis, right? No. We don't normally hear about it. But when, you, when you're at a time, when you're at a time that you're seeing, let's say, six, seven, eight, nine, ten cases within, within a short period of time, right after COVID, and then if you compare that to before COVID, I saw only one case in a, in a, like a nine, ten year period. Before COVID, I saw one case in a nine to ten year period. After COVID, in two to three months, as of, as of today, I think we diagnosed the eighth case, eighth or ninth case. Wow. So all of these, all of these changes, the, the behavioral changes, the lifestyle changes, they affected our health tremendously and they, it, they will keep affecting our health, our health in a very bad way. And it is time, it's time to wake up. 
it's time to wake up and and, and perhaps adapt uh, a, a lifestyle that is healthy that's green that can that can do all of this that we need just just in, in one thing maybe basically uh, adopt a simple lifestyle change that will give you a lot for that little bit of change I truly believe I truly believe especially for those people living in urban settings that growing your own food at home will do a lot of yes yeah. first it'll give you it'll give you a chance to get out of the house get out in nature if you live in an urbanized setting and you don't have the forests you don't have all of this but you're composting your own compost I promise you and then research also showed that you can introduce to your body the same microbes that you would get from taking a hike in the forest just by composting your own uh, waste at home now let me so ask you it, it, now your, would that be you're obtaining these microbes just from kind of like they're in the air or on your hands and then they you know get into your body uh, how, how is that working microbes are everywhere they microbes are living on the waste that you dump in your compost sack microbes are in the air microbes are in the water that you use to hydrate your compost uh, they are in the additions the additives that you add if you if you're collecting if you're collecting any dry leaves that are on a, around your house they're just covered with microbe spores makes sense basically microbes are everywhere and when you grow microbes in an in a specific controlled environment like a compost sack uh, a compost pile those microbes will thrive and they will attract more microbes they will attract bugs the bugs the insects will come in to eat some of the microbes to see eat some of the decaying matter but also introduce their own microbes that they get from somewhere else from the sewage from from your bathroom from somewhere else Basically, the compost sack attracts a lot of life to it, just like just like your biodiverse garden attracting life to it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so, how much of an increase in disease are you seeing, and who is it affecting, and how? Is it like the young, the old, men, women? Um, just because you know, like like you're saying it seems like the decline in overall health can be from so many sources like over disinfection wearing a mask for you know more than a few seconds in a day and then we haven't even talked about uh negative side effects from the covid shots you know which is a controversial topic uh in and of itself so what are are, are you seeing it just across the board disease uh, I'm seeing I'm seeing an increase, like I said, increase in the number and the quality. Uh, the complexity of the d disease is so bad that on regular basis I used to cover two hospitals, my hospital, and then a nearby hospital, like a walking distance, ten minutes. Now it's very common for me to stop at five different hospitals in Kuwait in one day because there's something complex in every hospital the the cases are uh, 
I can't sleep at night because of that age specifically. Uh, cancer is, is starting to show up in a lot younger patients than, than we're expecting. Like, like I'm saying, cancer and disease in general does not fit the, the pattern we know of from books. Yeah. yeah, pediatric cancer used to be, you know, super rare. So yeah, for, for kids to be having cancer issues and then also, um, you know, cardiac issues we've been seeing in the news uh, just is mind blowing and, and disturbing. <laughs> to me. Um, now, I guess getting into COVID, have you dealt with COVID personally? Like, have you had a COVID infection? And like, did you have a treatment regimen that you did for that? Or what? what's your experience personally with COVID? Uh, I don't think I got the infection that I know of. Okay. I made sure just because I mix, uh, not very frequently, but frequent enough i mix with very 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 sick patients that i don't want to be the source of infection to them that's why even to this day i still protect myself and keep a distance and wear a mask uh, and that happened because i lost i lost my own uncle uh, who was diagnosed with cancer and passed from covid before having the chance to get his treatment so i don't want to be the person to cause pain to family for losing a family member. Uh, all of my siblings, uh, some of my kids got the infection. It wasn't too bad. Uh, my business partner and my best friend from high school, he got the infection. It was really bad. He was in the hospital for, for two months, I believe, for two months. And maybe about a month or three weeks of those, he was in the ICU. Uh, I did lose a couple colleagues to COVID. Uh, and some family members, older ones, like grandparents who got really, really sick with it, but that's about it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I think my whole family got it basically the February before the lockdown started. And back then there wasn't even a test for it, but we had all of the symptoms. So I just kind of assumed that's what we had. And yeah, I felt like I was going to die for, you know, one night. But then after that, it, it, it really improved for me. So hopefully I'm a healthy enough guy that that's, you know, kind of what helped to, to bounce me back. Um, now, let, let's get back into, you know, good, fun things. You mentioned you wanted to talk specifically about gardening uh, in relation to various ways to get healthy. Um what are some of the health benefits to gardening that are maybe less obvious? Like you had mentioned the, the microbials uh, that, you know, they're invisible. We don't see them uh, visually. Is, is there anything else that is going to positively affect our health uh, with gardening? Oh, dude, everything, everything about growing your own food is going to be, everything is going to be better for you. It saves you money when you grow your own food and you can call it organic you can call it regenerative without having to to pay the the prime buck for it uh, nutritionally speaking it'll be better um, taste taste and shelf life will also be better uh, you can control the size to your liking you don't have to get a cucumber 
I can't show it in the screen. That big and also bitter with thick skin. You can get a tender cucumber that you can just snack on in the garden. Uh, that's one thing. The, the microbes, the, the diversity in microbes that you can ingest and get on your body. Uh, I don't have it here anymore. Do you kind of see like a pale spot here? Okay. Anyway, I, I had a skin condition here that I treated it with my own soil. I knew, I knew what the issue was. I knew that there was a fungal infection there, and that fungal infection was caused by a, by a nerve issue in that location. So why put antifungal when I can give it diversity? So I just grabbed some of my soil, and I rubbed it on it twice, and I treated that area. So basically, the biodiversity that you get from your soil that you grow, especially if you grow with living soil, it's going to be amazing. You're not going to have sinus issues. You're not going to have all these infections that we get regularly. And a lot of people are complaining about allergies after COVID. If even people who never had allergies before COVID are now complaining about allergies before COVID. Well, if you're out in, in nature, even if you're in, in an urbanized, in an urban setting in the city living, if you have a little haven that you created for yourself that you built, I don't have a garden, but I have a rooftop. And if you look at my rooftop, now it's like a mini forest. Uh, that will give me the microbes that I want. That'll give me the green colors that my eyes have to see. And also my brain has to uh, uh, sense for, for your own sanity. You have, you have to, on a regular basis, see a lot of green and see a lot of blue. Those two colors like water and sky and, and forests are very calming for your mind and your body. So you, you actually need to see them. Uh, creating them will, means that you can see it. Getting out and doing something productive, the, the fact that you have to, have to be patient for that, that tiny sprout to get bigger before you transplant it. You know, in a, in a, in a time of uh, smartphones, we are not too smart anymore. Or patient. Smartphones are, are a huge, yeah, or patient, yeah. Smartphones are a huge distraction, uh, huge distraction for us. And we're used to constantly seeing something new, something exciting, something. And if you don't have that, the neurotransmitters in your brain will feel lonely. And, and that's exactly how, um, that's exactly what an addict will feel. An addict needs that. Similarly, you're also, your brain and your body needs that fast and continuous and repeated excitement. If you don't get it, then you're feeling off. You're feeling you're not anxious. getting that dopamine but hit, when right? You get, yeah. But now when you, when you grow and then slowly, slowly become more patient, then you're going to treat that issue. You're going to treat the lack of patience. You're going to treat the hyperactivity. Uh, a lot of my followers on, on Instagram, I used to chat with them or, or discuss some gardening issues, and they were so hyper that they can't say one sentence very clearly. They would stutter, they would stutter, and I can tell they're stuttering because their mind is going faster than their tongue can speak. After two years, now you should watch them you should watch them present something on their social uh, platform or you should listen to them so calm and collected and speak 
very slowly and enunciate and like that. Uh, that's a change in somebody's behavior and it's also a change in somebody's wiring in their brain. Makes sense. Now you don't get that. You don't get that unless you're in, in, in this kind of positive environment that, that can slow you down and calm you down a yeah. little. Yeah, I, th I think a gardener always has, you know, their eye on the present, but then also on the future in, in, in the hopes that, you know, what the hard work they're putting in today will lead to success in the future. And, and, and we know that it doesn't always work that way. Mother Nature has a way of, you know, changing our plans. But yeah, to to plant a garden is to naturally be optimistic uh, about, about the exactly. future makes sense um and, and and about that about optimism i had a lot of followers uh young gardeners that used to frustrate so badly with just a tiny pest on their plants or a little wind that might have tilted the stem a little or something now it's the opposite if an insect hits their plant they'll be like ah oh, thank god I was able to feed a, a creature. I was able to feed a living being. And, and a lot of people started to shift their mindset from being uh, selfish. It's mine. It's my plant. It's my garden. To being so generous that they don't even care if a wind blows their plant away. Huh? At least that plant built my soil. At least that plant helped build the soil structure or fed the microbes in the soil. Yeah. The power of positive thinking, uh, you know, like you said, the mind kind of controls everything else uh, from there on. But if you don't have a good positive mindset, everything will just be negative uh, from there on out. Yeah, makes sense. Um, now, now, also on top of, uh, in addition to, to gardening and, and growing your own food and composting your waste, also fermenting. Uh, fermenting like sauerkraut fermenting foods and consuming them is also a must is also a must because you need specific microbes to help you digest specific foods that that really weren't available to to humans back in now, the day now why why is the, the it foods that we why have. is it that fermented foods are so good for our digestive system because it gives you, it gives you a, a biomass and biodiversity, very fast and repeatedly. But not just that. There are specific microbes that are able to digest food that you eat. So, for example, people people who have type two diabetes, or let's say, even pre-diabetes, let's say insulin resistance. If they consume kombucha, they will they will see a lot of improvements. Because when you ferment kombucha, you're growing microbes on simple sugars that you have in the kitchen that you yourself can consume also. The reason why you have diabetes is because your microbes aren't able to aren't able to keep up with all the enzymes that you need to break down the to break down the sugars and also process them and also utilize them. So they get stuck in you and you have issues with them. And not just not just 
diabetes and sugar, a lot of the food that we eat, when we digest it, if it's not digested completely, you're going to have a lot of waste, a lot of byproducts, some of which you may be allergic to, it may be toxic to you, may not be toxic to your brother, but specifically to you. So growing microbes in the kitchen on foods that you normally consume is good because it gives you the microbes that can help you digest those foods. So you get you get the kombucha that has a lot of sugars and whatever, plus all the teas and, and fruits. So a lot of benefits, plus specific microbes that can help digest uh, and utilize sugars. And then people that are lactose intolerant. Why are they lactose intolerant? I mean, we are born and we breastfeed or we drink the formula, we drink milk. We don't have issues. But then later in life, we have that issue. Why? It's because we lack, we lack the lactobacilli that are able to digest and break down the lactose sugar. So the lactose sugar reaches an area where you don't have the good microbes to digest it. And it can be partially digested or digested by other microbes and that release a lot of gases. And, and you know the end of that mm -hmm. story. So if you, if you ferment your own milk and if you ferment, uh, you make that, that kefir or kefir uh, sour uh, buttermilk. Love that stuff. And basically, you're, I love it too. I, actually, if I stop drinking that for two, three days, by forgetting, I know that I forgot. My, bot, my body will tell me that uh, something is wrong. I need to go back to consuming the kefir. But anyway, you consume that kefir. Uh, you will introduce to your body the microbes that will help digest the lactose. But also remember that milk has a lot of proteins and has uh, some other uh, carbs. So the kefir microbes will also help you break down the proteins. So for those people that usually have joint issues after eating a, a a meaty meal, a big fat steak, try having a quarter glass of uh, of kefir or a half a cup of kefir and see see if you feel better a half hour yeah. later. Would, would you say before you eat you should be consuming the kefir or just at some point in the day or when's the best time to take that? It ferments in general. You consume for, uh, microbes, microbes in general. You want to ingest them at two different times either on an empty stomach for for just general inoculation or with a meal to help digest that meal now now the kombucha and the kefir uh, both are very acidic uh, media very acidic environment so the microbes in them are able to handle that acidity so if you consume these products with your meal the acid in your stomach is not going to bother them too much makes sense makes sense and, and also, uh, uh, a lot of the Eastern Europeans, Germans, they, uh, they love eating sauerkraut with their meat. You, know what, you ever wonder why? It's the same microbes. Yeah. It's the same microbes to help digest the meat. I'm, I'm assuming that they, they realized with time, with history, that every time they ate that sauerkraut with a, uh, with a kibasi, they didn't have as much bloating. So it was... Helpful. They, they didn't necessarily know the science behind it. They just knew the cause and effect, which is essentially science. Makes sense. Um, so you're talking about, uh, you know, fermented um, foods. Are there any other supplements that you take or recommend for a healthier lifestyle? 
Uh, I, I do take prebiotics because because diversity of food and fibers uh, or, or intaking diversity of foods and fibers for me is a little tough especially during the summer when I'm not growing my own food I try my best to supplement the, the fibers with quote-unquote prebiotics they call them prebiotics these are the foods just like uh, you know with the great white product how they have the myco chum to go with it to feed the microbes it's the same thing these prebiotics are foods for your microbes but certain foods will promote the growth of certain microbes so I try to get a diversity of, of these prebiotics and they're usually different fibers different soluble and insoluble fibers either in a capsule form or in a powder form that I mix with my shakes okay okay yeah, I don't think I've really been into prebiotic uh, products, but I, I probably should look into that uh, for the, I don't know, it can't help my, or it can't hurt my overall health to be taking these things that we know are beneficial for our digestive system, which controls, you know, just about it. Without a properly functioning digestive system, you're not going to be a properly functioning person, basically. Yeah. Um, exactly. This has been a really, uh, I don't know, eye-opening conversation, and a lot of the topics that we've discussed are things that you know maybe a lot of us already knew about, but maybe just didn't know how they all fit together in, in the total human package. So um, this is a, this has been really a good conversation for me, and hopefully for anyone else that's been listening. Um, can you remind folks where they can find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, on our account sustainable underscore organic underscore Q8 or Kuwait or there it is. Uh, uh, there's other platforms that we're on, but we're, we're mostly active on uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, anyone uh, in the Middle East definitely needs to check uh, out his his account. Um, he does a lot of great um, content in Arabic, easy to understand if you're not an English speaker, but he does a lot of English content as well. And it's always cool to get perspectives from gardeners all around the world just to see you know what they're dealing with and how it might be similar or not similar to what you're dealing with. So... Um, Jasm, it's always great to speak with you, and I wanted to thank you for joining us on The Growing Revolution. Eric, thank you so much for having me and uh, for giving me a chance to put this message out there. I really, really, really hope that uh, us together can make an impact uh, on, on, on people's health and, and also in, in adapting a new and better lifestyle, greener lifestyle for them and for yeah. us. Well, that's what we're here for. Thank you very much, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one.